Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Quartet Side Out Podcast once again. I'm, as always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week, guys. Obviously, we got UFC 272 to go over, UFC Vegas 50, Bellator. A little bit of boxing to close out the show. As always, we are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use code SANDOFF at checkout. Let's go to SANDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. As always, amazing sponsor of the show, RogueEnergy.com. Feel free to go show them some love. Get yourself something. RogueEnergy.com code sound off for 10% off. Last Saturday night, we're going to kick right into it. March 5th, 2022 was the site of the Battle of Miami, which for some reason took place in Las Vegas. Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal, pay-per-view headliner. You know, Angel, we both went with the dog. We both went with Game Bread. In the end, he had his moments, but for the most part, it was all chaos. Colby Covington defeating Jorge Masvidal via unanimous decision. The cards... Reading 49-46, 50-44, 50-45. And with that, Colby Covington finally has put an end to his rival with Jorge Masvidal. And he's also scored his first win over somebody ranked in roughly four years. Um, so, Angel, a lot of stuff to kind of talk about with this one. I thought it was a very fun fight. But just, first of all, did the fight live up to the hype in your eyes? And secondly, what did you think about it? I, I I told you on our podcast when we when we did it, man. I told you it was gonna be one of those fights that were gonna be like, well, in hindsight, you know. And and granted, that applies to like every fight ever to an extent, right? But I, you know, I hyped myself up for it, man. I I was like, you know, something. I think it's gonna happen, right? You know, I put my I put these thoughts in my head, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it ended up being the reality, right, of what could have happened. And I gotta give it to Kobe, man. He he came out and had a good performance. Honestly, I, I'll admit it, right. You know, mm-hmm. I think everybody after that had to admit to themselves, like, yeah, Colby Covington is a good fighter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and uh, I don't know, man. For me, I felt I felt like something was missing for Jorge there. And he did say he, he felt like he came out flat or something like that. I don't know. But I saw him in there, Josh, and it, it didn't seem like he was – I don't know. I don't want to say he wasn't fully there, but something was missing that night from him. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was. I don't know if it was something mental or maybe he just didn't want to – he was so focused on not losing that it kind of affected the way he fought or – I don't know. I, I just really felt that way that night where I'm like, something is up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and a lot of times I don't really say that, you know, because I could be like, oh, fire a lot – you know, the, the issue was this, 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 and that during the fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, – or maybe it might seem like that and it was just Colby was just that good. But I, I, I genuinely do feel like something was up with Mazadol. There's something there. I don't know what it was, but there was there was a little bit of something going on there. I don't know what it was. You know, for me, um, I think you know, I kind of I kind of see what you're saying there. I think part of it is that I thought we both came out looking a little bit weird, like early during the introductions. Could be because they're fighting with the former best friend and training partner and all that. But like, I did think that Jorge did come out of a little bit flat. I thought he got going. I started getting going in round two, but by that point he'd already you know been on the, on his back. Oh, uh, don't minutes. tell me about round two, bro. <laughs> Why? That, uh, well, you didn't get to watch it live. I forgot about that, right? Yeah, no, I didn't. Wait, what? Oh, the, is it pay per view cut out? Yeah, the fucking ESPN pay per view cut out for fucking like two three minutes. Yeah, which by the way, that was that was Miles Vidal's best round. I actually thought he won round two. I uh, heard that. I need to be reinversed. By yeah. The way. ESPN. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he, uh, I thought he won round two, and I thought he'd start getting going. But then by that point, you know, he was starting to get a little bit tired, and he, you know, spent a lot of his time on his back. And it's interesting because, like Jorge, I actually thought he did a good job at times, like stuffing that first takedown attempt, and maybe the third, maybe even the like, you know, second and third. I mean, but that fourth, that fifth gear that Covington was able to get into, that's where he got the takedowns. And as time went on, he just started getting them easier and easier because he started draining Jorge. You know, I thought for the first time. You know, he's 37. I don't want to say he looked old in there because, you know, he was still throwing. And the biggest the biggest sign of, like, an old gun-shy fighter is they just, they just don't throw. And he wasn't. He was throwing. But, like, for the first time, I was like, you know what? Jorge looks a little bit old in there, man. Like, it's because he peaked so late. You know, he started peaking around 34, 35. They, we kind of forget, like, dude's 37, about to be 38, you know? That's tough at 170. 
can get away with that at heavyweight, light heavyweight, not at 170, dude. Especially a guy like Colby who's just going to drain you. And he's, you know, 33, 34, I forget. Like, multiple years younger. So You still um, down. I think maybe you can admit. Can we say that? Jorge was Jorge. a little. Oh, yeah. yeah. I he's, think he's, he's, he's officially slowed down. Like, as far as speed, and it's, it's just going to happen, right? Like, that's just the reality. And, uh, it's just how life goes, man. He's just not going to be, now he has to be, uh, he has to rely on, like, like, spurts of explosivity. And he had a moment there. You remember the moment where he, uh, like, it, it Round was like, four, he dropped him. He dropped him, yeah, and he just didn't, he didn't put it to the metal like he should have, you know, there. That was one, that was one of those moments where I was like, uh, I don't know. I felt like you, you should have seized that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw him talking about it, and you know, obviously he was tired, so he didn't go for it. And I don't think he wanted to risk the chance of him gassing out even worse, trying to go for the knockout. But he talked about it in the post fight. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I fucked up. I had about a ten second window to close the show there, and I just uh, I didn't put the pressure down. And well, I he has he, a fucking chin, dude. He does have a chin, and uh, you know what, dude? Like, here's my controversial opinion, and I want you to hear me out on this one. So Jorge Masvidal, he's now lost three in a row, but he's still uh, top three paid in the UFC. He just signed a big deal, six yeah, fight deal. I think I never um, going to say. Um, I really do think that these two will actually meet again. Really? Um, yeah, I do. Th- I think they will. I think both of these guys are at a tier, right? Where I'm not saying like within the next year, not even maybe the next two, maybe not even the next three. BMF title on the line. Potentially. I think these guys are at a tier where they're not championship caliber. I know. Controversial as everybody everybody rides Coley's nuts. I actually thought he looked a lot worse in this than he did against U- I think he rides the level of his competition. I think it's probably it. Like I think no, he's be not gonna be Usman. He's he's but down oh two. It could be he could be a stylistic thing too, you know. Yeah, I I, I think that's a lot of it, but I, let's be honest, neither one of these guys are gonna win the title anytime soon. That's what you think, um, man. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Jorge is the BMF champion. So Wait till I, I see you next time, Josh. Wait till I see you next time. <laughs> Wait till I see you next time. I'll I'll lose via decision this time instead of <laughs> knockout. You, know? you got knocked out by Usman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Neither one of these guys are at a, are at a point where they're going to win the title, but they're also too big to fight names like Bilal Muhammad. Or Luke or something like that. That, that that's rough, isn't especially it? Especially Masvidal. Especially, oh dude. By the way, Bilal Muhammad is just a punching bag for that division, isn't he? When it comes to like guys who just don't get the respect, right? Well, and you know what's funny is I actually there's a very good possibility like if, if Usman retires and let's say Hazmat loses or something, Bilal Muhammad may be champ. Like I I truly think he could be a bad matchup for a lot of guys. I think he probably beats Luke honestly. I don't know. We'll see. That fight's going to happen here soon, so we'll be able to give our predictions for that. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to see, though. But regardless, you know, Muhammad's a bad man, but at the same time, like, what my, my point is, like, he doesn't have the name, nor does he have the fighting, like, the, the stylistic, like, um, thing that grabs casuals for yeah. him to fight a Masvidal or a, uh, a Covington. And he not can, a whole lot he of guys can semi-talk, too. Yeah. Semi, not semi. But also, like, my point is, like, these guys, Masvidal and Covington, are guys that are, like, they're only going to be fighting top tier guys, which is why... Covington knows he, you know, he he knows that. That's why he called out Dustin Poirier, who's another big name, but not a title guy. And it's a money, it's a money fight for those guys. They both get paid. Yeah, so I think these two are probably gonna fight somewhere down the line. Even Masvidal teased him. He's like he showed he like his post fight statement was something along the lines of he showed the picture of him knocking down Kobe and he said like something along the lines far from over, uh, I'll be back or something. That, that shit know? did kind of go hard. Not gonna cap. It did, because he knocked the shit out of Colby, dude. Like, I, <laughs> shout out, Colby Covington's got a chin, bro. I mean, he's taking, dude, he took shots from Kamaru, but granted, Kamaru didn't land a shot on Colby like he did on Jorge. Yeah, I also think that eventually, dude, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried for Colby, dude. At a certain point, that chin's gonna go, bro. Oh, 100%. He's eating, he's taking some fucking shots, bro. He, he, he took, he had a war with Kamaru. He had two wars with Kamaru. Dude, I thought, I thought it was gonna happen in this one, Josh. I thought it was a possibility in this one. Same, and he, and here's the thing. If that, if he gets cracked like that in the first round, fight's over. Miles swarms him and knocks him out. He's, I mean, Dude, he's lucky. He, not he's lucky because obviously you know it's he's lucky he didn't see three Jorge Masvidal's. He only saw two Jorge Masvidal's. <laughs> no, but he's like it's obviously beneficial to him that he didn't get rocked like that in the first or the second. Whenever it's at Masvidal set up that shot in the fourth. If he set that up in the first, we're talking about Masvidal victory, dude. But he, he instead of rocking him in the first round, he rocked him in the final minute of the fourth. We didn't have the gas to knock him out at that point. So. Um, yeah, man, I, I, like, Colby, dude, I think he knows that, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be champ for a while, and, uh, I'm too big of a star to fight a guy that are some of these other contenders that don't have big names, so we call that Dustin Poirier, 
Do you like that fight for either guy? Dude, I let these guys get paid. I mean, it could be fun. You never know. Build up will be good. We'll stack the pay per view. So yeah, fuck it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think they could fight somewhere down the line. I don't think it's next. I think uh, Diaz Poirier makes all the sense in the world. But they're obviously not trying to have Nate fight right now either until a he gets a new contract or b McGregor gets healthy. Yeah. Either one of those two things happen. I mean, I know McNuggie is trying to make his way back. Look, dude, all I'm saying is is that uh, they just booked um, California in June or July. I think it's late Ooh. June they booked him. Really? He has homecoming against McGregor or Poirier. Makes a lot of sense. Stockton? <laughs> Stockton, motherfucker. Stockton. Yeah, man. Um, one last thing to hit from this main event. Uh, Jorge Mazel now lost three in a row. You know, he's at a weird place in his career. Uh, I talked about it a bit earlier because he peaked so late in his career. He's 34 when he didn't. 34 when he had Mazel Mania, where he became a huge star. Um, and, you know, he's, he's lost, he lost a year because of COVID. Essentially, essentially a year. He, he had one fight against Usman on six days notice. And they got knocked out by Usman again, where you had to miss all 2021. This is, this is his third fight in three years, man. Um, what's next for him? I mean, do you, I mean, do you think this is kind of like the end of Jorge Mazel being that kind of A-list guy, that top guy, one of the top guys in the company? No, dude, you be we we'll run these guys down to the very end, Josh. You know this. Mm-hmm. So, no. True, true. As far as uh, you know, moving forward, what uh, what do you think is next? I have no idea, Josh. Like, I'm actually like, I'll admit it to you. I have no idea what's next for Jorge Masvidal. Um, generally don't. I mean, just fun matchups. Whatever those fun matchups can be. Mm-hmm. Fuck, he might we might fight Diaz for the, the BMF title. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I think uh a uh I never e- said what Diaz though. Oh whoa, whoa, whoa. no 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 way, no way. No. You know what's funny? I actually I actually think that fight makes a lot of sense. That fight actually kinda makes sense. In the age Nick, gap? Nick or Nate. Either one. Either one, yeah, fuck it. Avenge the brother, bro. Yeah, I think there's a lot of fights that make a, a whole bunch of sense right now for Jorge. I understand that, like, he's lost three in a row, so I don't think you should fight a top contender. No chance. Like, they oh, gotta no. give a break. Leon uh, Edwards. Well, Josh, he no. was gonna fight Leon Edwards. He might do Leon Edwards dirty. Oh, fuck, dude. Poor Leon. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of fights they could make. I think fighting either Diaz brother, maybe, maybe Robbie Lawler, maybe, um, McGregor makes sense, but not next. Maybe give, maybe let one of the, maybe let both those guys get a nice win and then they can go ahead and book it. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that they can do with him, honestly. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, moving on down the car, Coleman event, not a whole lot to say about this one in terms of actual competitiveness, but, uh, I had a bone to pick with the people for this one, Josh. Huh? I have a bone to pick with the people for this one. All right. Tell tell me about, tell me on Twitter, you know, know, multiple people, they were like, throw in the towel. This should be stopped. Fight gets to the fifth round. Fifth round happens, right? That's the one where Mykona comes on, you know, does his thing. Wins round five, yeah. Every, everybody's like, oh, my God, what a warrior. This, this, and that. You know, all of this. This is the guy you wanted to be. This is the guy that you all said, throw in the tile. It's over. He has no chance. But then you praise him? Come on. You know, I do think that kind of – I don't know, man. I'm you got to keep the same it. energy, bro. you got to keep the same energy. I'm conflicted about it. I didn't say anything. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying I, – I didn't say anything. I Look, I was like, if he wants to go on his own shield, that's good for him. That's what he wants to do. I respect it, you know? If it was my fighter, it's a different story, right? I don't know what I would do, right? I'm not going to say, right? Depends Depends on the person. Depends on the circumstance, right? This fighter, you know, does my fighter have kids? Does my fighter have – you know, do I know of any other – you know, like shit. Fucking Bisping was, you know, mis- mis- missing an eye, and his coach knew that the whole time. You know, knowing mm-hmm. the fact that he could go blind in the other eye. You know, there's shit like that you have to take into account too. You know what I mean? But all mm-hmm. I'm saying is, to all the people out there who were saying that, and then I saw on their twitters, you know, later be like, "What a warrior!" He let it all out there. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, they they were like, "Throw in the towel. It's over. Why are they stopping this?" Yeah, I'm a little bit. Con- I mean, personally, I'm conflicted. Um... Because Josh would have thrown it in the town. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. I'm a little bit conflicted on what exactly I like my thoughts on that. Because in in a way, like obviously at, at the time, you know, probably should have been stopped. But at the same time, he did come back in the fifth round. I saw some people 
saying that's because RDA let his foot off the gas. I do think he did, but I also think Moicano saw that, that RDA was letting him. I was like, fuck you, man. This is going to be a real fight. I'm going to go. Fucking, yeah, he blamed some huge shots in the fifth round. One round five, in my opinion. Uh, uh, no, actually, yes. I'll take it, yeah. Yeah, so. Then um, I was joking around, like, is RDA sandbagging? <laughs> At first I, well, it seemed I, like that, but he got I tired. Think he kind of was, but you know. But then he was actually tired. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a combination. If he was starting to let his foot off the gas, he's like, you know what? I I've beaten him within an inch of his life. I don't really got to put it on him anymore. And then and I was like, no, fuck that, bro. We're still fighting. And then he, <laughs> he started running around, bombs bro. in the final minute. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I mean, oh, as far as this goes, Adesanya's gotten the win. He's did he even move up at all? No, he didn't move up at all. He's still number six in the division. What do you want to see next for him? Like I said, I'm down for a Michael Chandler fight. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, man. Um, Get this man to actually fight place. at 155. He hasn't fought at 155 yet. Yeah. He's he's in a weird place, dude. He's in a really, really weird place. He's on the older end, but decently ranked. I don't know. A lot of the guys are busy, wrapped up right now. Doesn't really want to fight down. Mm-hmm. Maybe he fights Connor. Maybe, maybe. See, Move, finally. Moving on down, man. God damn, we... We were wrong about this one, huh? <laughs> uh, look, I, you know, I'll still, I'll, I'll still give my opinion, bro. I don't think anything's right. changed for me personally. Uh, Bryce uh, Mitchell defeating Edson Barboza via wide, wide unanimous decision. 30-25, 30-26, 30-27. Angel, hit me with your opinion. I, look, I said if, it, if he was going to win, he was going to have to hold him down and keep him down. I didn't know if he was going to be able to do that, right? Yeah. The way he fights. I'll tell you this, though. When it was on the feet, though, and granted, he did, you know, he did drop fucking bar, but that was a big fucking surprise to me, though. Uh, that was, that was crazy, yeah. That was crazy. But I will say this, dude, you did see him walking back, like walking back, and he was on his back foot. You can see the discomfort in him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do think he still has a lot of growth, a lot of, t- he has, he, cause look, I'll tell you this right now, if that's Korean zombie, that's a hard ass fucking fight for that kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good, good jujitsu, good stand up. You know, not gonna get, you know, and if he gets to take it down, dangerous off his back, you know, and if he can do, you know, he can, he can scramble, he can do a bunch of shit, right? So mm-hmm. I think once he gets to those guys near the top five, I think that it, he's, he's gonna start getting into some pretty hard fights, you know? Like, we'll actually see, like, what Bryce Mitchell's made of. I'm not gonna take away from his performance, but the thing is, you do see, like, there's, there's holes, you know what I mean? There absolutely is, especially on the feet. But as far as, uh, this fight goes, dude, um, this is the first real time. I mean, I, I've thought it before, you know, especially right before he went down to featherweight. But, like, this is the first time that I really thought, like, dude, Barboza looks all of 36. Like, Same. I thought, yeah, like, he, he, you know, fuck, man. Even even in his prime, was he susceptible to the great, great wrestlers? Absolutely. But, dude, like, that was a Habib-style mauling. And as much as I love Bryce Mitchell, I think he's really, I think he's a fun guy, fun personality. He's not Habib, dude. Like he's like Andre Feely nearly beat him the fight before this, if I remember correctly. Um, not nearly beat him, but you know he gave he gave him some close rounds. Had a nice grappling exchange. He's won around, I know, dude. Like, fuck, dude. Barboza looked all thirty six. He looked a lot older in there. Looked a lot slower in there. I don't know where he goes from here, but Bryce Mitchell, yeah, I think he's got to kind of move to that uh, that top level. Now where he's gonna fight some of those really really good guys, but we'll see. We'll see what he does. We'll see how far his jujitsu can still continue to take him. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens moving forward with him. Uh, still a very interesting guy. Um, I think it's important to note too, by the way, only twenty seven. Only twenty seven. Oh yeah, there's a lot of room to grow there. That's a scary thought for the people at the top. Right, fifteen and zero. Um, interesting personality too. We've seen a lot come out during fight week, man. Um, hey, man, it's a Philippe three though. I gotta respect it. Exactly. I, I mean, I got no hate for him. I mean, I don't, respect, I don't come to Bryce Mitchell for political opinions, bro. Like, come on. Um. Anyways, though, moving on down the card, Kevin Holland. Man, this was a banger, dude. Uh, defeating Alex Oliveira via TKO round two. Dude, Kevin Holland at one seventy. What do you think after one fight? Uh Crazy. Didn't expect him to end up in the position he did in that first round, right? <laughs> fucking crazy. But he came back in the second and did what he had to do. I still do think he would have been a. I think he should have said at 185, got a nutritionist, put on some weight, because he wasn't even as in great shape as he could have been at 185 to compete with some of these guys. And to me, 
like I said previously in the last episode, I thought he could have got the title. Getting to the title at 185 would have been significantly quicker than getting to the title at 170 mm-hmm. for him, and he could have got there. And, and I, and I and also think, think oh, depending well, how he got there, and depending how he got there, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he could give Izzy a good fight. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think also at one eighty-five, dude, like it's gonna be a lot tougher for him to get a title shot at one seventy. Also, once he actually gets to the top level, that shit is filled with wrestlers, dude. <laughs> yeah, the shit he had an issue with. Yeah, so it's definitely like what wrestlers does he have left at you know one eighty-five? Like Kelvin, and he's not gonna fight Kelvin. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't on that kind of losing streak. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's not a whole lot of guys, so I don't know, man. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally, but because I did think he looked very good here. I thought he looked very, very good. Um, he did. He did. He had, Like I said, he had that one one of those scare at the end, but he said he was cool. He yeah, gave the thumbs up. Great fucking picture, by the way. <laughs> absolutely dope picture. That's going to be one that's like in the highlight reel, you know? Oh, yeah. But, you know, anyways, uh, opening up the main card, uh, I think it's got to be the end for, for Greg Hardy, dude. Uh, TKO round one. Rough, I uh, I said it. Off. I said it. I was like, how fast do you think he takes him down? <laughs> and he, like, I don't even know what to say, dude. Like, it was instant. The instant he got him down, too, it was over. Like, it was straight up over. I did not expect that. I mean, what, what do you even say about it, dude? Honestly. They just, you know, I think there's a number of things, man. It's, uh, he pushed himself right, which we got to respect. Um, at the same time, maybe some lack of responsibilities with dietary things, you know, some Mm -hmm. dietary choices. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's probably the end of the run, man. I mean, this is it. I would assume so. More than likely. That's kind of what I'm thinking as well. I mean, this is the last fight on his contract, so. Oh, yeah, it's over. Is there worse guys in the UFC than Greg Hardy? Absolutely. Is he worth it at that name value in the contract that he had for him to fight? No. And we've also seen his level. I mean, his level is... Josh, I could have beat Greg Hart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, know, we know his level, top 15, top 20, but can't go any, anywhere past that. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think the highlight of his UFC career is probably stepping on like a week to fight Volkov. It did surprisingly well. So that's, prob- that's probably it, honestly. Didn't get knocked out. Did not get knocked out. Landed some nice stuff in round one, you know, going into, I believe, Russia for that, too. So, here in my respect, but, uh, you know, I think that's the end of the run for him. Probably BKFC next or something along those lines, maybe boxing. I don't know. Um, let's see what happens. Choices. Let's see what happens. Uh, as far as the undercard fights go, uh, what are some of the ones you want to go and talk about? Should we start? I mean, we we got to highlight Tim Elliott, man. It didn't come. It didn't come without controversy, though, Josh. Any thoughts about that? I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, I know. Apparently, he broke a bunch of rules and actually admitted to at least one of them. He admitted that he grabbed the glove. Hey, man. I think they asked him. He's like, hell yeah, I did. And I'm like, dude, he is the first guy I've ever seen to admit that, like, yeah, I know I get free fouls, so I'm going to use them. I mean, it's... it's In a way, I respect it. On the other hand, I'm like, dude, Tim. like, It's 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 no secret, though, Josh. We've always talked about the fact that you could get away with it. Like, it's, it's literally there. John you know, Jones is the, is the, I take that back. John Jones is the only guy to admit to it, and he knows that he's going to get away with it. Tim Elliott's number two. There you go. I mean, if he, you ain't treating, if you hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hey man, I, I mean, regardless though, even even with the fouls though, I mean, Tim Elliott still won the fight, you know. Oh the, yeah, I thought he won. I know. With the, with the point taken fight. away though, a different story, right? But I know some people thought that uh, it was controversial. I thought he won, but no, I thought he won too. I was like, yeah, that's Tim Elliott win. Big yeah. win for the former title challenger, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, three, you know what's interesting? At one point, he'd lost like something like four or five. Look at the, look at it now, dude. Look at his record. He's won three, four, uh, three of his last four. Now, one loss to the Matias Nicolau, who's really good. So, there you go. Shout out him, dude. He, he's putting it together. Still, still staying relevant. Um, yeah, man. As far as the rest of the card goes, I thought, you know, there's some interesting undercard fights. Marina Hodge, you guys got to get that title shot next. That's, I, well, let me rephrase. She has to fight the winner of Asparas versus Nami Yunus. That's it. I mean, did you think she, she actually beat Yang Jonan, though? Uh, yeah, but it's going it's to sound crazy. I thought Yang looked like the better fighter. Hmm. 
you know, I can kind of see it. I actually thought the Marine Hadjiga slowed down a bit from her last fight. I thought she looked really, really good against Mackenzie Dern. And then this one, I was like, yeah. You know? It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same kind of performance. You're not wrong. Yeah. It happens, Regardless, though. though she's got to get, she's got to fight for the title next. At some point. Fight. Yeah. At some point. For sure, for sure. If Rose ever fights this year. <sighs> yeah. Or, you know, Rose will be fights one time this year, as she does. You know, I've heard that she's trying to get in two. She's trying to get in two fights, but we'll see. we obviously don't know if that's going to happen. Um, it also depends how the fight goes, right? Because damage and shit, you never know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, uh, Marina, uh, Marina Moreau getting a solid win over Maria Agapova. Man, shout out her, man. It, it's a tough time. She's had, obviously, her family's in the Ukraine. She said that she's had some friends that have died Holy in the shit. Ukraine. I don't know that. Um, fucking rough, man. It's a big W for her. She did pick up the win. Love to see it. Shout out her. Couldn't be happier. Um, you know, as far as the other card, I mean, there was some nice. There's Umar Nurmagomedov, that that kid. I mean, I don't even know what you really say. This no surprise. No surprise. Effortless. No surprise. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, man. Kind of a you know, I love the main card, but moving on down, there wasn't a whole lot there. Uh, you know, no, no big names. Of, no big names, though. No big names. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Justin Jacoby, though, dude. The most deceptive winning streak in the UFC. The most deceptive one. Um, currently riding, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six, a seven-fight unbeaten streak. Six wins and one draw against Ianco Divaba. Ranked 15 now. Uh, very deceptive winning streak, dude. Very deceptive. So, you know, shout out the glo- shout out the former glory kickboxer dude. Just and now he's ranked, you know. Thirty three um, years young. Very yeah. very technical. Been a big fan of him ever since he stepped in on like what, like four days notice, you know, for um I want to say it was UFC two sixty eight. Yeah, man, he's he's a he's a solid dude. I like him a lot. But yeah, man, I am very hyped for this weekend's card. UC two seventy two was fun, but dude, this Apex card come up. UC Vegas fifty this Saturday night. Tiago Santos, Magomed Ankalaev, and two of the light heavyweights throwing down. Number five, number six, very big turning point fight. Tiago Santos, ever since he had that injury against John Jones, he hasn't really looked the same. He did pick up a win last time out against Johnny Walker. He's taking on, in my opinion, the hottest dude in the division, Magomed Ankalaev. Very big fight, very big turning point fight. Do you think Tiago Santos has enough left in the tank to pull out another great performance? I don't know, Josh. I mean, Magomed Ankalaev is coming in as a minus 450 favorite into this fight. I mean, he's, uh, this guy's a fucking killer, dude. Uh, I mean, he, look, before Yuri Prashak entered the UFC, we had a Magomed Ankalaev who we thought was going to be the next guy, you know, the champ and, and be the, the guy challenging for the title. Obviously, history played out a little different. Things happened. Had to redo a few fights. Being a guy who challenged for the title, you know how life goes. Mm-hmm. And now we're here, man, and he's probably setting himself up to be the guy next in line for the title again. And I think he's going to get it done, Josh. Uh, I don't know. I think he needs to come out here and make a statement, though. Last two, you know, last two fights have been a decision. Obviously, tough guys, Volkan Ozdemir and Nikita Krylov. But uh, I think he needs to come out here and make a big statement against Thiago Santos, former title challenger. Give a hell of a fight to John Jones. Uh, eked out a win against Johnny Walker. Well, not really. I shouldn't say eked out, but not the most exciting fight against Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. Boring fight against Alexander Rockic, but that's just how life goes. Uh, in my opinion, underrated fight against Glover Teixeira. That Great I, fight. That I, I, I thought could have been fight of the year. Uh, yeah, Josh. I, th- I think Monka, Magomed Ankalaev is just that guy right now still. Same. Uh, and it's been unfortunate, at least, uh, for Diego Santos to take this fight because I thought he got back on track against Johnny Walker. But he's just at that stage in his career, dude, where, you know, he's getting older. He's 38. He tore everything in his legs in that fight against John Jones. The fact that we're having getting any more fights out of him is a miracle. I really do think that Glover Teixeira fight is going to go down as like his final. His final Hail Mary, so to speak, you know, his final, you know, great performance, final great fight. Because um, he's looked so much slower against Rochich and, and Walker. I do think if there's any fight that's going to get him up, 
You know, it's going to be this one. And I think he's going to show some flashes. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I'm going to go take Magomed Ankalaev. I'm so high on this kid. I mean, still, he's only 29. He's looked so... I mean, yes, he had the slip up against Paul Craig. Even that, though, like, he got submitted in the final second after beating the shit out of him for the final... The, the previous 14 minutes before that. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm still extremely, extremely high on Magomed Ankalaev. I think he's going to be champ sooner rather than later. But... We'll see what happens. Co-main event is also a phenomenal fight. Another fight that is very much a turning point fight for both of these guys. Uh, Marlon Marais, you know, he's only 33, but three losses in a row. Arguably, I mean, if we're being real here, probably should be five. I mean, he, he got knocked out three times in a row. He had the split decision win against Aldo that everybody thought was so egregious. You see, he decided to pretty much essentially credit Aldo with the win. And he got knocked out by Henry Cejudo before that. Um, Song Yadong, you know, I don't know what you say about this kid. 24 years old, came into the UFC back in 2017. He's just he's pretty much a baby at that point. And we've seen him just evolve every single fight since then. And it's really shown in his last two performances against Casey Kenny and Julio Arce that he's there. He's coming on, and he's fucking ready, dude. Training out of Team Alpha Male. He's looking phenomenal. Ranked number 14 now. <sighs> Big crossing point for both these guys. Do you think Marlon Rice has enough left in the tank to get it done against Song Yudong? Dude, Marlon Moraes has not shown us anything in his last four or five fights. It has shown us that he should probably win this fight. Mm. Look, if Marlon has shown us anything, and I mean, maybe, maybe in that Moral fight, yes, he he did. I I'll give him credit there, right? But obviously, he ended up getting finished. So, you know, uh, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But mm-hmm. uh, man, I mean, it's still a dangerous fight for Song Adon, right? Because at any moment, Marlon Moraes, if he shows up, I mean. It's gonna be bad, right? Let's mm-hmm. be honest. The thing is, does Marlon Moraes sh- show up? Do we get that old Marlon Moraes that that we'd be missing, or we get the Marlon Moraes that uh, is is getting touched, man? Is it getting you know clipped? I mean, I uh, I don't know if it's Josh's damage. Is it is it something else? Is he is he gun shy? Like I remember a while back. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't think uh, we figured it out yet. Like what's what's going wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But uh. Ever since that Henry fight, man, it just, it just, something just hasn't been the same. Whatever it is, it's, something's just not clicking the same anymore. Look, I'm gonna pick Song Yudong just cause Marlon Rice, and I had picked Marlon Rice a lot previously in his previous fight, Josh, but it's just like, and I'm like, he's gonna get, he's gonna turn around this time, and he's gonna do it this time. I don't think he's gonna lose this guy. But man, Josh, I mean, does Marlon Rice, does Marlon Rice get cut after this, Josh, or is he on, on, like, really close to being cut? I think, I think he's on. I think he's on cut care, cut territory. I think if he loses this one, which I think he does, he's probably on a nice contract. I mean, he was he was a contender who uh, you know fought for the title. Uh, yeah, I think he's gonna lose this one. I think he's gonna get cut, dude. I mean, there's no way you can rationalize keeping him around. I mean, Eagle really FC, <laughs> Eagle FC or Bellator. I I think it's probably gonna be Bellator bound. I think he'd fit in really well at 135 there. I think a little nicer in there too. Yeah, I mean, I just, fuck, man. It's just, it's just a little bit, you know, depressing, dude. I really thought this guy, he was it's, so close to being champion, too. We picked him to pick, we beat, we picked him to beat Henry. Yeah, and he got close, too. I mean, he was beating the hell out of Henry for a while there. And um, it, was just, it was a fall from grace. It really, really was, dude. It really, really was. I mean, as far as this fight goes, dude, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and pick Song Dong. And it's unfortunate because I really do think that, they probably, I don't know if they want to get rid of him in the UC or what, because it's like. It might be, dude. I mean. Yeah. Um, a, I mean, just the way the card's set up, man, you see some of the people who are fighting and they're kind of putting them in a position to make or break it on this main card, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, we'll see what happens, though. I think it's going to be a fun fight regardless, but I do really do think this is just going to one set up for Song Yudong to get the nice. Huge win. That's really, really the way I think of it. Um, yeah, man, we'll see what happens, though. Uh, um, moving on down the card, I mean, look, man, as far as the card goes, we can essentially just go one down. I mean, if we're being completely honest, normally I ask you, but we really just got to go one down. Sadiq Youssef, 28 years young, huge prospect in the division, taking on 33-year-old Alex Caceres, who's fight being in the UC for a damn decade. He's hitting his prime, dude. He's hitting his prime, five-fight winning streak, and he's been finishing fights, too, dude. His last win was against Sung Woo Choi, 
who was a huge favorite, another big prospect, Casare shut him down. Submitted him. Submitted him. He faced Kevin Crew. Beat him. He faced Austin Springer, the only man who up until, you know, Calvin Cater had beaten um, your boy, who whose name is slipping me right now. I feel really, really dumb about it. Uh, Giga Chizanaki. He was the only man to beat him in the UFC. Got submitted by Caceres. He's out here. Chase Hooper, shut him down. He's out here shutting down these prospects, taking on another one. What are your thoughts about this matchup, man? It's exciting. It's fun. It's time for Alex Caceres to show up, though, Josh. I mean, I mean, he's hitting his prime. He's hitting his stride now. 33 years old. He's going to turn 34 this year. It's it's showtime for Bruce Leroy, man. He's got to get these fights in. He's got to get these matchups. And if he wants to get to that title, he has he has to make the run right now. For sure, man. For sure. And you know, I a lot of people. Are, I don't know what the odds are for this one, but um, man, I think people have got to stop betting against Bruce Leroy, dude. They really got to stop because I can get, I can get it for you. He's a slight underdog. Plus one ninety. Sadiq Yusuf is a minus two thirty. That sounds a lot better. That sounds a lot better. Um. It's a close fight. It's a close it fight, is. and it's a winnable fight for him too. Yeah, it really, really is. It's it's a nice fight for both these guys, honestly. Um, yeah, man, we'll see what happens. Very, very high for this one. Probably my, might be my favorite fight of the weekend. Just gonna be straight up. I love this comeback story about Cesares. That will move him to twelve. And honestly, Barbosa's not gonna fight anytime soon. Maybe, maybe they decided to do Danny again. Maybe not. Bryce Mitchell is not gonna be booked. He's gonna get a big name. Giga. I mean, I guess they could give him maybe a giga push. Arnold Allen, obviously, he's set up. Josh, I mean, it just depends how hard they want to push Alex after this fight if he is to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go move on here. But yeah, just a, one quick thing to touch on. Yeah, I really think that at 145 right now, if he if he wins this one. He's, he's gonna get close, dude. Caceres, not Yusuf. I really don't think this does a whole lot for him. But if he wins this one, fuck, dude. I, we gotta start talking about Alex Caceres potentially getting a title shot somewhere down the line. Like, well, he's only he's he's streaking, bro. He's streaking. That's that's the main difference between him and Yusuf. Yusuf's coming off a loss. Obviously, he was he's running one streak before that. But Caceres can keep extending it. Bro. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, as far as the card goes, my man, what are some of the other fights you're looking to talk about? I mean, Josh, we got to highlight uh, one of our favorite 155er prospects who says he's going to be champ here in the next two, three years, Josh. Uh, Terrence McKinney stepping in on short notice to fight Drew Dover. I mean, first of all, all the respect to Terrence McKinney, man. I mean, he's come in here and he's uh, he's making himself be known. First, I mean, you love that, right? You love that out of a young guy. And uh, he's fighting Drew Dover, though, man. I mean, uh, that's a tough-ass fight, man. That's mm-hmm. Terrence McKinney, if he does win this, his next fight. Could be against a ranked guy, mm-hmm. or damn near close to ranked guy, like a guy like right outside, you know, the top fifteen. And Drew Dober is that guy who's just right outside of the top fifteen. Like he could be number, you know, seventeen or sixteen or eighteen or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it, this is a big fight for McKinney, man. Yeah, man, it is. And I'm a huge fan of Terrence McKinney, but part of me wonders if this is too much too soon. I mean, I, I've hyped this kid up a lot. I, I was wondering reason. that too, Josh. I was wondering that too. I also don't like that it's short notice, you know? Um, I think, like, if he had, like, a full training camp, this one would probably feel a lot different. Granted, this kid's essentially taken most of the, most of his fights on short notice. I mean, Matt Vermola, short notice. Like, he just yeah. fought, like... And he's like, taking uh, not much time in the Octagon either to make it. Yeah, play. I mean... Drew Dober's a bad man jammer though, dude. Like, he's, he's a bad man, and I think because yes. he's lost a couple fights in a row, a lot, a lot of people really do forget how good he is. Uh, that fight against Brad Riddell was insane, too. Oh, no, uh, he's a gamer. He's a gamer. He really is. But we'll have to see what happens, man. I think this is a, this is a nice matchup, though. Regardless, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. What is the pages you? Yeah. But we'll see what happens there, dude. Um, you know, I think the really big fight is uh, Alex Bahia. You know, he's been hyped to oblivion. 34 Future. years old, coming off a knockout win over Antrius Machias. Uh, Antrius Machildis? I still don't know how you pronounce that kid's name. feel bad. He's Greek. My bad. Uh, um, and, you know, that was in, in uh, UC 268. Got a huge spot on the prelims, headlining prelim, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, he's opening with the main card here. Taking on Bruno Silva, who, you know, hits really, really hard, but, you know, Gonna be rough for him, man. Really rough. If, if you're getting rocked by Jordan Wright, I'm not really sure what you can do against Alex Bahia. 
Do you how many more fights do you think it's gonna take for him to get a title shot? He's he was already talking about it this week. He said he probably should have gotten a title shot after his last fight, which is Oh my god. Yeah, I'm starting to think he's getting a little bit ahead of himself, but what do you how many more fights do you think? They could give him two more fights, like two more guys. Mm-hmm. Like they could give him a rank guy after this and then another another rank guy after this. And then just depends who they are. Like I like I said, that could be uh I forgot who I said, but I said the right guy is like Darren like at the time it was like Kevin Holland, Darren Taylor or something like that, I think I might have said or I don't know what the names were, but I knew I had Darren Till in there as one of the names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's getting close, dude. I, I really do think. I think if they're pushing it's only him been, it's so only hard. been one fight, Josh. You haven't even seen this one. No, no, no. I know, but they're pushing him so hard, and that's not a mistake, dude. <laughs> Doing it on purpose. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as far as the rest of the card goes, dude, I think the last, the only one we didn't touch on is Khalil Roundtree Jr. Um. Which, I mean, it's kind of depressing to me at this point. But, you know, he's been taking on Carl Robertson. Neither one of these guys are very good. That should be a banger. I mean, it should be fun. They're, like, in the same place, though, like, as far as careers, though. Mm-hmm. And they got very similar records. Uh, uh, age is relatively close. Like, they're kind of in a similar spot, you know what I mean? They're just trying to see who pushes out of it. Because they're actually won his last fight, too, very impressively. Yeah. But, look, at the same time, though, look at the people that Carl Robertson fought. I mean, Brendan Allen, Marvin Vittori in his last two fights. I mean, one of those guys, one of those guys just fought for the title not so long ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to look into that as well. Yeah. And then another one of his losses is to now, you know, the champ at 205, Glover Yeah, he well. He real well. Yeah, so you got Wellington Tournament on here too, who just got a nice little submission win. I mean, he has that on his resume. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. There's a lot to look into these guys. I, like I said, this is just kind of, I think this is a fight to see who kind of breaks out of the, out of their shell a bit. Obviously, the good thing for Rantry is that he's coming off a win and sadly for Carl Robeson, he's coming off a loss. Yeah. Actually, that's two really good guys. Yeah, that's rough. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, um, you know, that the main card is, in my opinion, the, ba- the greatest main card probably in the Apex era. Um, as far as the undercard goes, there's some nice fights there. Um, J.J. Aldridge versus Jillian Robertson should be pretty fun. Damon Jackson's back. He survived after nearly bleeding to death in his last fight. Uh, um, Sabina Mazo taking on Miranda Maverick. She's coming in on short notice. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, but is there anything other fights you want to go and touch on? I mean, Josh, Chris Martinez back. You got to highlight the superstar oh, of, yeah. uh, My bad. of uh, uh, last year's pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, man. End of the year pay per views. I mean, he's back. Let's see. Is he is he is he UFC caliber? I mean, granted though, you're kind of giving him a a good matchup, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're giving him a 40 year old Argentinian guy, Guido Candetti, 42. Lost his last three fights. Uh, I'm shocked that he's in the UFC still, dude. I mean, they fuck, must, he's been in the UFC for eight years. They they must really really like him. He must have a very nice personality. Yeah, apparently. I mean, fuck, dude. I didn't realize how old Guido was. Damn. What? Yeah, he, he was, was on one like, of those first. He was on one of those first tough spinoff seasons. You know? Yes. Yeah, I know. He's on the Latin. He was on the Latin America one. Oh my bad. I thought that was Brazil for some reason. Yeah, never mind. Um, it, was a, it was the one at yeah, year one. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, dude. He's been around in the game for a long time. Um, fuck, dude. I had no idea Guido was forty-two. It feels so old right now. Anyways, yeah. Um. This is a this is a layup for for our boy Chris Martino. Um Well, they're trying they're trying to help Chris Martino here. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a it's a full on layup. Not a, not a layup necessarily, because if you look at who Guido's lost to, they're good guys. But you know, this is a fight that they're hoping he wins. I'll put oh, it like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Because um, even though he got mauled in that fight with Sean, showed a lot of personality, showed a lot of you know heart. Um. We'll see what happens, though. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, man, that's not the only MMA this weekend, though. Bellator 276 going down, actually, it's St. Louis, Missouri. You know, you I and know. I talked about this one, but... Not um, on a road trip. Not making the trip. <laughs> Some bullshit, dude. We could have been there for media day. I know. My, my bad, guys. You know what? Well, Angel, you should still... Are you signed up for Bellator, like, virtual media days? Yes. Okay. I still get emails. Haven't been to one in a... Actually, never been to one. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been to one 
at least two months. Um, but yeah, they I happen at gonna... times that I can't go to them though. So it's like, yeah, it's not like I don't want to go to them. I just can't go to them. True, true. Uh, but yeah, regardless, Bellator, Bellator two seventy six going down from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, you know, very much a low key card. Um, I do like this main event though. Mads Burnell, who I, I've talked about before, I think it was a bullshit cut um, from the UFC. Uh, as you can tell, yeah. Yeah, he's taking on Adam Boric, who Adam Boric got a nice highlight reel, 17-1, and one, only lost to Darion Caldwell, uh, former champ, obviously, and he's won three in a row since that. Dude, very much a, a, you know, a turning point fight, both these guys uh, near the top at 145. Do you got this one, my man? Fuck, man, this is a hard fight. This is a pick 'em fight, dude. Honestly, in my opinion, uh, this is really. I mean, this this is the next guy at this weight class, dude. If you're thinking mm-hmm. about it, like, is is it Anna Borges? Is it Mads Bernal? It's like pick your poison. You know, who do you want? I, I don't think there's a wrong answer here, Josh. You know, obviously, uh, I mean, obviously we'll see the night of, right? <laughs> there, there, <laughs> there has to be there has to be a right answer, but I, I feel like. You can make a great, great, uh, great uh, account of each guy. You know, you can make a good statement for each guy and why you think they're gonna win. Uh, for me, you know, I'm gonna pick Matt Burnell, Josh. I think he's gonna get it done. I think his uh, ground game's uh, better than uh, Adam Borich. I think if it does end up down there, I think Adam Borich is gonna be in more, uh, in more danger. Uh, I think mm-hmm. in the stand-up, Adam Borich is gonna give maybe Matt is going to give Matt Burnell some trouble. Uh. I'm just curious to see Matt, uh, how how fast Matt can Matt can take it to the ground and if he's able to get the finish too, be a submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um this is a kind of a I mean both these guys are proficient on both the ground and on the feet. Oh, yeah. However, it's also one of those weird fights where like they're both proficient there, but like dude, like we know we know who has the advantage where if it stays on the feet, obviously Boric. If it goes to the ground, Burnell. I think it's gonna go to the ground. I'm gonna take Madge Burnell. I'm on the same page there. Um. I think it's going to be a great fight, though. I really think this is a, this is a nice stylistic fight. It's a low-key banger. going to be five rounds. Um, you know, I, I kind of like it. You know, Beltor has these cards where they obviously go all in. Like, for example, the card after this, they went all in. I mean, we got A.J. McKee, Pitbull 2, Vadim Nemkov, Cordy Anderson, Aaron Pico, Jeremy Kennedy, Tim Johnson, Linton Bissell. Kyle Crushman is going to be back on that one. Tyrell is that really the next one? That's the next one, April 15th. Dang, they're just going hard. Yeah, you're right. They're going hard in the paint, dude. And then, like, move, and the one after that, they're going to be in Hawaii. Which That's we, which, Yeah, insane fucking card. Insane. Road trip? Um, no, <laughs> dude. Not, not, I wish. Um, But the co-main event on this one, also a very, very Come good on, low-key Josh. thing. We can put it on the company card. On the company card. We'll put it on the credit card, bro. Put it on the credit card. Um, Yeah, dude, another low-key banger. Phil Davis, he's coming off a huge win over um, Yoel Romero. Still one of the top guys in Bellator's light heavyweight division. He's their ranked number two. Taking on Julius Angelikas, who had a very, you know, an admirable showing against Vadim Nemkov. Who do you got on this one? Look, Josh, I, I got to give it to you, man. I, I, it's Phil Davis. I think Mr. Wonderful, even at 37 years old, he's still going to come out of here, still going to come perform and perform. He's one of those guys, extremely hard to finish. Tough as hell. I don't think I've ever really seen him in any sort of danger. Uh, I don't think Anglicus is giving any trouble, really. I think he's going to do some maybe similar stuff that uh, Nemkov did in his fight against Anglicus. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he get to finish like Nemkov does? I don't know about that. But probably not. Probably not. I mean, but that granted, that's just Bill Davis' style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he values position. Over anything else, and I, I'm kind of on the same page here. I like Julius Angelikas a lot. There's a homecoming fight for him. He fights out of St. Charles, um, Missouri. So, shout out. Know, I like him a lot. I think he's a fun guy, but I just think like, man, it's, it's going to be tough for him, especially three rounds. If this is five rounds, I feel maybe a little bit differently. Like maybe he can come on the later rounds. Maybe you know, Phil will get tired at 37. We still haven't seen. Like, I feel like at, at 37, we saw him in that Benim Nemkov fight have some early success and start tiring down as the fight goes on, which kind of shows that he's kind of getting up there a bit in age. But three rounds, hell yeah, dude. Give me Phil Davis all day. Uh, I'm going to take Mr. Wonderful. Getting another dub and working his way back to the title, dude. I think he's one of those guys that we're not going to truly appreciate until he's gone. I'll put it like that. Um, his resume is insane. I said that after the Romero fight. I still think it now. I mean, if you look at his resume, dude, Romero, Machida, McGeary, 
Um, I hear it twice, actually. You know, Teixeira, um, Nogueira, Bosch, Gustafson, Brian Stan. Like, he has a, he is an insane resume, so. Uh, you know, as far as the rest of the car goes, my man, uh, what is the other fight you want to go and highlight from this one? Oh, man, you know, I always got to shout out my favorite 155er that's not in the UFC, Goichi Yamamuchi, man. He's taking on Derek Anderson. I just, I love Goichi Yamamuchi, Josh. I wish he was in the UFC. I'd love to see him fight in the UFC. Oh, man, uh, Dude, you, haven't, you haven't heard? What? This car got, that, that fight got scrapped. Fuck, are you, are you, are you kidding me, it Josh? It got scrapped literally last night. Oh, what happened? Who fucked up? Um, the reason is unknown at this time, according to an article that I'm reading. God, someone Jump. better, oh, better be some fucking reasonable shit. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I man. I'm so excited for that, man. You were like so hyped. I heard it in your voice. You love. I know. Derek Anderson's good too. He's fun. I know. He's a fun guy. You know. Fuck, I, I'm sorry, man. I hate to be it, the one to tell you. It happens, man. It's just, fuck, dude. You, you would have thought I had a family member die the way I reacted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck, man. Um, sorry, bro. I mean, what hey, other fights? I, I mean, they'll, they'll reschedule it. They always do that. What other fights, dude, were you looking forward to? Well, shit, I finally get to see J.J. Wilson fight after, like, two canceled fights. I mean, shit, he was supposed to fight Adam Boric, where they are like, shit, you can't make 145, so you got to make 155 now. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how the weight change goes. Obviously, 24 years young, representing New Zealand. Shout out to the Kiwis. You know the vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be fun. Opening up the main card, I see here. Uh, John Salter is going to be back against Johnny Eblen. Um, John Salter, you know, he kind of disappointed me a little bit in that last title fight. I thought he was going to have a show a little bit more against Gegar, but I think mm-hmm. at this point I just got to come to the terms that Gegar Mansasi is going to still. Keep I mean, on beating motherfuckers up until I'm dead, bro. I mean, that's just how the way it goes. He might disappoint you again this weekend, Josh. Yeah, Johnny Evans is a good dude. He's good. He's solid. Um, we'll see what happens, though. We'll see what happens. You know, as far as the undercard goes, I really don't think there's a whole lot to really touch on. Um, the only real guy I got to bring up is Cody Law, you know. Cody? Um, he, again, I love it when Beltor does, does this. They see these guys that are, you know, maybe they're going to make their professional debut there. Maybe they haven't even started training, you know. They'll be like, hey, you want to fight MMA? We'll sign you right now. We'll let you take all the time you need. He you know, made his professional debut in Bellator. Um, he's 5-0 and now. He's improved every single fight. And, again, he's on the undercard here. He's not taking a, He's, you know, not taking on some killer. No offense to James Adcock, you know. He's 7-4. and four. Just you wait, Josh. Just you fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe, you know, he's 7-4. and four. Crazy things have happened, but like I, I like, I like the fact they signed guys like Cody Law, dude. I think he has the potential to be something great. You know, only 26. He's looked solid and looked better in every single fight, and they do that a lot with these guys. So, you gotta let them develop. They let them develop. I love it. I love to see it. You know, man. As far as Beltor goes, I believe that's all that there is to really touch on, unless I'm missing something. Oh, we got it down, bro. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Now, last week we did touch on this a little bit, so I feel like we kind of got to bring it up just to like. You know, close it out, I guess. Um, yeah, man. YouTube boxing. I watched this one. Angel, you knew, you mentioned buying the pay-per-view. Did you buy the pay-per-view or did you go to your bu- local Buffalo Wild Wings? I tried to buy it, Josh, but they literally wouldn't let me buy it. I kid you not. Oh, so you had to go to the local Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, yes, I had to go to my local Buffalo Wild Wings. I had to go there and demand that they would uh, give me a set of fight. Okay. All right, yeah, sounds good. Um, I didn't try to buy it. I just, I, I'm surprised I didn't see. It. I went straight to there. You know, I went straight to Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, you just sent it there. Oh yeah, I just, I went straight there. Honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, what can you even say at this point? Deji's 0 three. I mean, do you think you should? Do you think you should call it quit? You know. Uh, he said he's not going to. Man, he said he's not going to. Uh, look, I'll give him this though. He, he, the, he looked better. The output was just not there, man. He was slipping punches good. He was moving first, well. It was funny. Up until the second round when somebody charged the ring, you know, I thought he looked good, dude. It fucked with his mental. No, I was kidding. Probably. It was a straight up 10 minute, what, 10 minute wait? Something like that? To, get, to reset the fight? I don't know. It sucked though. It really did because, I mean, he just looked better defensively, which was great. I mean, he was just, he was moving, I'm, I'm not kidding you, dude, out of all the YouTube boxers, and 
dude, even even I'm not gonna uh, I'm much maybe even better than Jake slipping. Yeah, I'm gonna lie to you. I well, mean, I mean just, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But honest. but it's still though, he looked pretty good for just a few mo- like just a few months of finally getting his shit together. Imagine if he would have got his shit together since day one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it was it was pretty fucking solid. Like out of all the YouTube dudes, like that kind of movement. I mean, it wasn't perfect. You could see that like. If he was a better guy, knew how to like take advantage of those angles and the switch ups, I mean he'd be he'd be doing some serious damage. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I mean it was disappointing, man. There's just there was a lack of output and it, it just sucked, man, but his conditioning was significantly better. He, he looked like he was just a little bit more focused, but just wasn't getting the offense off, man, and it, it just sucked. And he didn't get beat up or anything either. He, he went to distance, he got to finish the fight out, but uh just some lack of output, and it's not like he was tired or anything. He just wasn't leaving it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I just, I don't know. I don't even know what to say, man. Like he looked improved, and those, everything past like round two was pretty rough, dude. Especially this final, as he got tired again, dude. I don't even know what I don't even know what to really say. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. You ever see that uh, that um, that clip, Prince Nazim talking about Chris Eubank Jr. once he lost to I think it was George Groves. He's like, he's like doing like an interview for like, uh, like Sky Sports Box and he's like, what camera do I have to look into to tell Junior to finish? Like, you're either good at boxing or you're not. Like, <laughs> Prince Nazim just going off. That's what Prince, like. but is Prince Nazim looking like a water tank too though? He is. <laughs> okay, I just, I just wondering. Yeah, bro, he's looking like a whole ass smart car. He's, he's like, guy. if I can finish this plate, you can finish the fight. <laughs> Dude, he's, it was, but that's literally what I'm thinking of, dude. He's like, who, what camera do I have to look into to tell him to finish? Like, <laughs> not wrong though. Like, that's how I feel. Did you see KSI talking about it? I uh, did. I saw he uploaded a whole like video, like YouTube video to his channel. I didn't watch it, but I'm sure he was very disappointed. He was. He was like, dude, I told you to pull out of the fight. I told you on Christmas. If you're not going to take the fight seriously, pull out. You're going to lose. You're going to get embarrassed. And you know, JJ just built a friend. I mean, he kind of is, dude. I mean, he is. You should watch JJ. I, you know, Wasabi called him out. I'd watch it. That's not a smart idea for Alex. Jokes aside, who who do you think? Because I said he's coming back. I've heard, I've heard rumblings end of the year. That's what I've heard. Really? Uh, I've heard know. end of the year slash early next year. Granted, though, I feel like we've been hearing that JJ's going to come back for like a year and a half now, though. You know what I mean? True, true. But this is this is apparently he's back in training. That's what his strength and conditioning coach said. See, if that's what his coach is saying. I take it more seriously than whenever like some of that Keemstar says it. I thought he was gonna no fight. I feel like a the big money fight for him, like a serious fight with him, would have been Austin McBroom. Yeah, but I also think I don't think anybody wants to do business with business with Austin McBroom anymore. Yeah, that's the issue. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know who KSI would fight honestly, because I I mean he said he wants to take a warm up before he fights. Jake, and that makes sense. If he does fight Jake, dude, who fucking? Oh, they, they have unfinished business. They're gonna do it at some point. Fuck, man, that's so crazy to think that it actually might happen, Josh. I think it. May, I think it would. I understand that you know Jake says he's past it. That you know I'm past that point and fighting but the, guys. But, but that, that money's still really good in that fight. Though. That's big money in KSI. He's the only real YouTube boxer to have any real other success. Like. He's like the most relevant one. You could, you could just, you could justify that. Yeah. You could, you could absolutely justify it. Let's be honest. I'd probably pick KSI over Tyron Woodley if we're being completely honest. <laughs> Would you pick uh, KSI against Tyron Woodley? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like I'd pick, I'd pick oh KSI. Oh my God. <laughs> is it really that, that crazy? Bad. It's that bad right now, isn't it for T Wood? Dude, he's, dude, he, uh, what's I'd it called? pick you. I, Angel, I'm being dead serious. If you had six months of boxing training, I'd pick you over Tyron Woodley. I mean, Josh, I mean, in the kind of conditioning, with the kind of strength I have right now, I think Tyron Woodley's fucked. That's true. You guys don't know. Angel's fucking jacked right now. He's been hitting the gym for like six months straight. He's a fuck. He's, he is the mountain size, okay? He, I, he fucking, I fucking wish. Hathor Vorderson has nothing on him, you know? Eddie Hall's a bitch compared to Angel. <laughs> Only if, dude. Yeah, but, I mean... Look, man, I think we kind of hit it all. Uh, is there anything else we talk about before we close out? Uh, nothing specifically. I mean, Temper got robbed, but he's he's getting that fixed, so they're probably going to run that back. You know, Pretty Boy Taylor was on this card, too, Josh. I don't, know, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I did. Didn't he lose? I thought he won. I don't know. Was it a draw? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He, he, called out, he called out Deji. I mean, he could win that one. Uh, 
Vitaly was on this court too, which was even weirder. Because, uh, you know, he's been in some controversy not too long ago. You remember that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's weird that they have him here. But yeah, I mean, fuck, can, they, can they really not get anybody else? Like, isn't his head like, like super? Well, was in super serious legal trouble, but I'm like, fuck it. I guess yeah, he, he. Any publicity is good publicity. I mean, normally I'd agree. <laughs> this is not that time, though, dude. I'd be I mean, surprised he, he got away with this one, though. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, dude, he. He, if you guys don't know, Vitaly, the YouTuber, you know, not <laughs> Vitaly fucking, I don't know his last name, but regardless, he jumped out of a bushes and beat the shit out of a woman, like, a year ago. Something like that, and, yeah, fuck, I don't, I don't know what happened there, I don't know what it ended up being. I didn't think we were going to see Vitaly ever again after that, but fuck, I didn't, we did see Vitaly. Yeah, um, yeah, well, I mean, fuck, I don't even know what to say about it, dude, like, yeah, apparently he only got seventy five. He got seven thousand five hundred dollar bond, and that was like uh, in April twenty twenty. That's like nothing to Vitaly though. So that's nothing. But our boy King Velasquez can't get bond, but this guy can. I know, right? I don't even want to touch on that because it makes me so upset. We can talk about that after the show because I don't think you and me have like talked about it. We, I don't think we have. So. I don't think we have. But if you, got, I mean, yeah, we talked guys, about what happened when it happened. We haven't talked about the aftermath, but we will in a minute, of course. We, we will in a minute. It, it, but as far as you guys know, we're not, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get in trouble, but uh, no, yeah, you guys, know. Know, you guys know the King Velasquez situation and what he's currently locked up for and why he's currently... Josh is just too woke. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't want to that, but You know, you know. No, you, I don't want to know. You feel me. No, I don't uh, yeah, as far as the show goes, guys, <laughs> um... Hope you guys enjoyed. I'm at Josh Evanoff on Twitter. He's at AngelFang underscore 01 at Courtside Sound for all things related to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butteries. Mouse click.